Hello and welcome to the 124th episode of Downtime Podcast with Elisa and Jeremy. Today we have special guest Jordan back on the podcast. What's up? Hey, thanks for having me again. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so Elisa's out again, but we have a lot of exciting stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, but to kick it off, what are you playing right now? Still same um, old? Yeah, I've still been playing Destiny 2. They've added a few new things to the the season pass or the shadow keep expansion mm-hmm. um, so i've mostly just been grinding that out uh it's starting to slow down though so i might try to find another game to play right now um i believe blizzard released you know how there's the you heard of like auto chess right yeah where yeah like how there's a dota one and there's a uh there's a league of legends one and then now blizzard's making their own like warcraft based one kind of like hearthstone yeah uh, I think it's a I think it's a Hearthstone spinoff, but yeah. So I might check that out, but I'm still not sure how I feel about the whole Blizzard controversy stuff. So mm. I I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it seems like. Well, we're gonna talk about it later, but the overall thing that I want to say is, be, it seems like once BlizzCon happened, there were it was kind of divided, and then the yeah. people that were like against Blizzard turned back and were like, oh yeah, hey, they announced a bunch of stuff. We should. Uh, check that out yeah i noticed that <laughs> it's like uh, is the controversy just over like i yeah. don't know but anyways so still doing destiny you might hop on something else so yeah yeah okay i might want to check out uh i might want to go back to apex legends uh, uh-huh i know they've added a bunch of new characters and they've done some like revamped the map or something like that mm-hmm. so i might go back ch- uh, and check out that i mean it's incentive they're like losing players <laughs> to other stuff yeah but like gameplay wise it's probably my favorite battle royale cool. i PUBG. it's it's like i well i definitely don't play fortnite i think it's the building mechanic i just can't get into PUBG's all right but i think apex has the right amount of like you know gunplay but also you can use special powers and things like that so mm-hmm. That's it's my favorite, and I'm kind of sad that it hasn't had the same amount of following it used to. Mm, yeah, it's it's hard for popular games to stay in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. You know, remember, remember the culling? Oh yeah. And that was like battle royales in yeah, the that, midst. That of was it. way. That was even before PUBG, I think. Yeah. But yeah, there just wasn't enough following for that. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad because uh, the developers they started making a sequel. Yeah, I heard about that. And but then, it was basically just like PUBG. It wasn't anything yeah. different. And people were like calling them out because they're they they were saying, "Why don't you just fix the original game? Why are you making a sequel?" Yeah. And they didn't. Well, they they made a beta version of the sequel, um, and it didn't do well with testers. Like just they they just had people like come onto the beta and then test it out. Uh, and then because of that, they made the base game, the first game, free to play to get more people to come back mm-hmm. and then ultimately it just died yeah because I, I heard that the i never played the first one but i read up on it uh and i believe there was a heavy focus on like melee combat mm-hmm. which most battle royals don't have so i thought that was interesting but then i heard that they did they just it was mostly guns in the sequel so it was like how is this different from any other one of these knockoff battle royals right so that's why they went back to the first one but then no one played it anymore anyway so it's sad it's sad yeah yeah but I don't know. I think the battle royale space is kind of like taken over already. Like it's already populated with yeah. the top games that are gonna be the top games for the next few years. So I don't know if there's any more room left for new battle royales. It's kind of like the MOBA space. Like it's you're either playing Dota or you're playing League, and that's about it. Like 
I think you're either playing Fortnite, PUBG, and maybe Apex, but that's about it. Uh, Battlefield also has a battle royale, but oh, then yeah, no yeah. one really talks I about it. I don't really hear about that, though, yeah. so I don't know. And then um, Fallout 60, 76 has a... They, yeah, <laughs> but are you, no is anyone really going to be playing that? <laughs> I mean, we've both expressed interest in the past, but my interest is gone. Yeah, for at Fallout this point, I'm, I'm not... I'm, I only page, know one person who owns it, and even he doesn't play it. That's okay. Yeah, that's that's when you have to be like, yeah, we're not gonna get this. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's over for them. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, so I'm playing DBD still. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I have nothing to say about that because I already <laughs> talked about it. Every time we talk about it, I always tell you more. But then I'm at the point where you already know about it, so there's no point. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you ever gonna pick it up? I bought it. Oh, Actually, you did? Yeah. What? I just haven't played it yet. Okay, I, yeah. I've just been grinding out Destiny 2. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll install it and we can play sometime. Yeah, let me know because... Yeah, I bought it when it was on sale on Halloween because I was like, I might as well. Did you get Halloween. the uh, Stranger Things? I got things? the Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That that yeah. That's the that's my favorite DLC right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, no, well, I mean like... You, I guess... Do I you, could, do you I, have any of the other DLC? I do. Um, I When I say favorite DLC, it's kind of a moot point because... When you buy DLC for uh, Dead by Daylight, you're only buying characters uh-huh. and potentially maps. But then the maps are kind of universal, like like anyone can play on them if they get matchmaking. Exactly, like yeah. So in a sense, it's just like they unlocked it. And if you buy it, then um, in your blood web, you have the chance to unlock the map, and that's about it. But other people mm-hmm. can just unlock it and then throw a coin in and be like, "Hey, we're gonna go there," and then you can just go there. Okay. Um, Actually, I do have one bit of news about Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. There's um, a teaser that was released uh, yesterday, as of the recording of this podcast. Um, and so one of the, so all, of course, all the the killers are based on either the original ideas or based on like existing properties, yeah. like you know Ghostface or Freddy. Um, so one of the original killers, uh, they all have lore stories, by the way. So one of the original characters, her name is the Spirit, mm-hmm. and she's this uh, Japanese girl that comes from like this really old family. Um, okay, and uh, before I go into the 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 teaser and why it's important, uh, so the story is there's a, the, her name is Rin, the girl. She comes home one day and she finds her dad holding a sword. Well, her mom's also chopped up into pieces, and he's like cutting her up still. Uh, okay, and then he turns around and he has this like really crazy look in his eyes, and he slashes at her, and then she tries to crawl away, and then like bits of glass fall into her, and then she falls down a window, uh, and then he he kills her. So. She has all this anger in her and she wants to like, you know, get revenge for her death yeah, and yeah. get, you know, revenge on her father. Um, but the reason why the dad did that was one, there was like this voice telling him to do it and he didn't know what it was. And two, he uh, was, he basically got fired from his job and, you know, in Japanese culture, it's very hard to both move up and also to stay in your job. And so he felt a lot of pressure and he wanted to get a raise, but he couldn't get a raise. And so they fired him. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, you know, he, he comes, he comes back home, he's drunk and he hears the voice. He picks, he picks up the family samurai sword. There's three of them. Um, there's a Katana, um, a Wakizashi and a Tonto uh-huh. and the, the killer spirit, her name is spirit Rin because she, now that she's um, a ghost, her, uh, she wields the wakizashi, but uh, the teaser trailer that was revealed shows uh, like there's like this demon mask sitting in front of the the swords and some incense, and this blood goes into the mask, and the incense lights on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you go into the game, there's a map called Yamaoka Estate, which is the the family house, and you can uh-huh. see where Rin died and where uh, the dad basically killed the mom. 
there's you could see the same oni mask with the two incense lit next to it and the family uh-huh. swords the katana the biggest sword is missing oh and they took it was there before and then the developers took it out of the map so it was pretty cool like they they were so consistent is, like the new killer gonna be the dad so or? people are suspecting that this is probably gonna be the dad or whatever entity like whatever demon is possessing the dad yeah um so basically the dad and the, the survivor character because usually the dlcs come with a killer and a survivor yeah but in the rare case um like Ash from the Evil Dead, he's like just a survivor character. There's no associated killer. Yeah. But with a big DLC like this, because it's called Chapter 14, um, the killer is probably going to be the dad and the survivor is probably going to be the mom. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, because they already have the daughter. It wouldn't make any sense for them to make the daughter the, like a human version of her a survivor. Uh-huh. But I can also see why they would make her the survivor because, you know, there's just like the whole story part of it. But we've never seen the father or the mother in any... Hmm. any lore it's cool so i know they have paid dlc do they also release free ones too um occasionally um for example the you could play as the left 4 dead characters well you can play as bill the only left 4 dead character but there are certain characters that have outfits of like francis and rochelle and ellis uh zoe and yeah so uh bill from left 4 dead he's a free dlc character and he has unique perks um but yeah, they each each character does have a backstory, and it talks about like for the Stranger Things characters, it talks about you know the show a little bit and how uh, Steve is friends with Dustin and mm-hmm. Nancy was a journalist and all that stuff. Um, and for Bill, they talk about how he's a Vietnam War veteran and then the zombie apocalypse and uh, his death. So yeah, it's kind of cool. When so he, does does the game take place in some kind of like limbo world? Yeah. I'd say it's like purgatory that's controlled by this creature called the entity. No one knows what it is. It's just like this, this like evil spirit that, yeah. Cause I watched the trailer for bill and it shows him when he dies, like in left for dead. And then he wakes up. So Mm -hmm. I assume it's like some kind of weird afterlife limbo type of world. Yeah. Yeah. So the, there's no, so right now there's a, I guess it's a DLC that was released where it's more incentive to do things in the game. It's called the archives. Mm -hmm. And what the archives do is uh, you complete certain tasks and after you complete them, you can read lore about the game. So they're adding on, they've after so long, uh, they're adding on to the lore. So I think now is a really good time to be like a Dead by Daylight fan because you, they're introducing so many good things. And I just hopped on in September. So mm-hmm. like I didn't know all this was happening. And then now it's all happening. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And my friends are like, yeah, what? where was all this before? And where were you all this? Where were you before all this? And I'm like, I didn't know you guys existed. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't know this <laughs> game was so popular. So, uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's been fun. Um, uh, yeah, the the lore stuff talks about... Um, kind of what the entity is and what it isn't and um, that it pulls people from different dimensions basically into their world mm-hmm. so um, yeah each trial or match is like a specific realm where there's one killer and four survivors and then they, it's just a, a test to see if everyone can escape or not mm-hmm. um, and that's all the entity does like and that's you know the setting the stage for the whole gameplay aspect of it is like you know four players one killer Um and the entity just controls what's happening in the match and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's if you look at it as a, at a gameplay perspective, they explain it with lore, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Like uh, Destiny does the same thing where they try to like you know how you die and you respawn. Yeah, like, the fact that you get respawned is like part of the lore. Like the characters can't actually die. Yeah, uh, and then like the loot that you get is also explained in the lore. Like even like the currency, like everything, all the game mechanics are somehow explained somewhere in the lore. So yeah. it actually like 
works with the so you know like in in all in most games when you die it's not canon it's yeah. like oh you just the story is basically you you, you did a run through where you never died yeah you died you know <laughs> yeah but, but I, I always like it in games where they actually try to explain like the mechanics to make it seem like it it's more immersive i guess yeah no for the casual fans they're like oh yeah i'm just gonna grind and get some money and then spend it on these cool weapons but for the hardcore fans they're like oh there's a reason why you die or there's a there's yeah, something like, happens yeah, there's like a die. point for all yeah. of this happening and yeah 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 it all makes sense in terms of the lore that's cool um but other than dead by daylight uh we did extra life uh recently at the mm-hmm. beginning of this month and we played luigi's mansion 3 yeah it was fun yeah uh we actually should we should finish that game yeah <laughs> it's pretty fun yeah, yeah. the co-op is is uh it's pretty it, I like the way that they implemented it because yeah. it, it's like you you can see that you could definitely do this solo and just kind of switch between the two characters mm-hmm. but like playing co-op you can it feels like you can get a lot more done in in a playthrough yeah no it's it's cool yeah it's definitely better with someone else because the game I think would take a long time by yourself yeah so yeah. And it's cool how the the two different characters like Luigi and Luigi have different abilities. So like one can do certain things while the other one can't, or they can like separate and do separate things. One's so fearless, really cool. one's not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one's goo. One's how do not. you scare goo? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's that's it. That's all we're playing. Um, so to move on to news, some announcement stuff. Uh, we're going to start with some recent stuff. So today it was announced that Halo the Master Chief Collection is going to be released on Steam starting with uh, Halo Reach on December 3rd for yeah. $40. So you can buy just each individual game for 40 bucks, or you can buy the whole collection for 40 bucks. Why, yeah, why, would, you yeah, <laughs> why well, would you not buy the whole collection, you know? Maybe you just don't want to clutter your library, but I don't see why not. You're, you're, everyone's library is already cluttered. It doesn't yeah. matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, I'm definitely. Wait, how many it. games are in it? It's uh, like one, two, three, and Reach, or yeah, ODST. ODST is in there. Yeah. Uh, okay. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, each version is like the remaster- remastered version, except for Reach and three, because they already look fine and play yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are they on now? Aren't they on like five now? Yes. Um. Wait. Six. Something like that. I don't know. Halo, oh, okay, Halo 5 was released. I think 6 is Infinite, the one that's supposed oh, to be the for the new Xbox. Okay, okay. Um, or is that 7? No, it's 6, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to come out. Um, I'm. We talked about picking it up. Yeah, it was, it's classic. Like, yeah. Well, we've both played the first one because they had it on PC. All the way through. We yeah. Played, we played it at Comp USA. remember Yeah, that? and then the second and third one were not on PC, or at least second one didn't come to PC until way later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've, we've played the second and third one through like our cousin's Xbox. Basically. I forget. I know yeah. I know the second one for sure, but the third one, I don't remember. I, I don't yeah, know. I think we've, I think we've, we've played, played it. it. We've yeah. definitely played it together. I just don't remember how. But I, I know for sure we've definitely played through the whole second one. Yeah. But yeah, you remember when we went to Comp USA when we were kids and we played it, and the guy was like, "You guys can play Comp, right?" And we're like, "What?" And then he, he turned it on for us, and then we yeah. looked around and we're like, "Okay," and we just started playing. Yeah, that's cool. Comp USA does that even exist anymore? No, they <laughs> went bankrupt like after we played that game. Yeah, <laughs> Comp USA. So, gonna pick that up. Um, you can play the whole thing co-op, of course. All the games you can play co-op, mm-hmm. which is cool. The campaigns, I mean, and then multiplayer. Is its own separate thing from all the other games. I don't because I don't think each game has its own multiplayer. Yeah, because it's splitting too much of the player base. Like how many Doesn't people are going to be playing each game? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's 
I think yeah, I think each game is just a single single player experience, and there's a tacked on multiplayer experience that's based on Halo Three. Okay, I could be I, mistaken, but I think that makes the most sense business wise. Because again, it's like you're not gonna have too many. If there's three games, or like I, I assume Reach and ODST also have multiplayer, right? Yes. But you can't have multiplayer for all five of those games and then expect people to be playing each one like have a healthy player base for each one no like, no totally yeah. that's 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 what i feel too yeah like, so i feel like if they only have one version of the multiplayer it, it makes sense yeah and it just why else would you why would you have multiple versions in the first place yeah <laughs> i know that of course each game did and yeah that, yeah at, at the, time. the time but if you're yeah. releasing them all at once you only need one multiplayer mode yeah um well you know we don't have an xbox to to say anything about it so we're we just have to assume that that's the case you know yeah um so yeah the master chief collection comes with reach uh the first one second one third one odst and four. Oh, four is that there too yeah it's quite the package it's cool yeah that's a lot so oh no wait i was mistaken so halo reach is 10 bucks oh halo reach is separate yeah i thought it was 39 dollars for some reason where did i see that I don't know. I, 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 I maybe I was mistaken that it was thirty nine dollars, but the whole collection itself is thirty nine dollars. So that is not bad for that yeah. many games. The story is really good. If you're into sci fi, then definitely check out Halo. Or if you just if you just want to play Halo on it's PC, a, like, yeah, it's a classic shooter. Uh, it's it inspired a lot of the modern day. Like Destiny is made by Bungie, who made the original Halo, and mm. you can definitely see the Halo inspiration from Destiny. It has a lot of the same mechanics, same sort of feel. Floaty jumpy, floaty jumpy stuff. Yeah, yeah, floaty oh. jumpy stuff. You got grenades. Uh, the the gun gunplay seems really similar. You have the the you can smack people. You know the melee, the tight the Spartan punch. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. December third is the first launch of uh, Reach, and they said after that they're gonna come out with more, but we don't know when because they're trying to perfect each one for PC, which I really appreciate. You know, take your time before just yeah. shoving something out there and then patching it later. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, BlizzCon happened, um, at the beginning of this month as well. Uh, again, as we mentioned earlier, there was, you know, there was a whole Blitzchung thing that was happening. Um, and then when BlizzCon finally happened, there were, of course, Hong Kong protesters there, uh, you know, free Hong Kong, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But they weren't like, you know, making too much of a ruckus from, uh, what I was reading before. Um. On the flip side of that, Blizzard did announce Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, and that Hearthstone... Um, it's like Battleground, Hearthstone Battlegrounds whatever. or something yeah, like yeah. that, I don't know. So, there were some cool things that came out of it, people, and then, you know, of course, the fans were like, oh, oh, you announced these cool things, uh, uh forget Hong Kong, when is this coming out? <laughs> yeah, I heard they made, like, an apology about it, but I don't know... How yeah. effective that was. It was uh, J. Allen Brack, or Jab for short. Mm -hmm. He he he's the president of um, of Blizzard, and he he started off the whole thing with like saying sorry and what they could do better and all the other stuff. But of course, you know there are people that would be like, yeah, whatever. Those are just empty words. Um, but for the most part, yeah, there's there's new stuff coming out. So Blizzard's not entirely dead. They're just slow at making stuff and there's no release date for overwatch 2 and if you own overwatch 1 you can still play with people who own overwatch 2 there's like some little incentive to buying overwatch 2 which is interesting because why would you pay full price 
like 60 bucks for Overwatch 2 when you can buy Overwatch 1 and play with people on the Overwatch other game. Overwatch 1 was only $40 for the base version too. Yeah, and people are complaining like why are we buy- what's what is the extra stuff that Overwatch 2 can provide? I and think then- it's just the single player stuff, right? Or yeah. I mean the story stuff. It's I like mean, PVE. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's co-op, but yeah. Right. Yeah, that's all they're it's saying the- right now is like, yeah, PVE will subside and then we don't know what else is going to come out of it. Yeah. But the main draw is that Overwatch 2 and 1 players can play with each other and it's basically the same game. Yeah, well, the same characters. They're, they're keeping their <laughs> multiplayer together, which I mean, obviously, Overwatch One was completely multiplayer. So, and people still want to play it and keep all their skins and stuff. So it makes yeah, yeah, sense totally. that they're connecting the multiplayer together. But yeah, there better be a lot of PVE content to warrant the sixty dollars price tag. No, exactly. Like, I don't know. Of course, taking a note from Valve's book, they did they did a really good job in making the whole like team shooter thing. And doing yeah. it well, you know? But, like, when TF2 came out, it was different than TF1 by a long shot. Yeah, it was very different. Like, mechanically, uh, visually, visually yeah. uh, and just, like, the whole art style changed. It was it was just, ba- it was basically a different game, like, it obviously. Yeah. And it did so well. It's still doing well. I mean, that's pro- one of their biggest moneymakers. Of course, CSGO is definitely probably yeah, the biggest. Yeah. But um, TF2 is definitely, has still has a strong fan base. Um I'm not trying to bash on Overwatch because I think Overwatch is a great game and I played it for quite some time and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And yeah. Of course, I, I couldn't com- help but compare it to TF2 because you and I, Jordan, we played TF2 yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's, well, it's still <laughs> my second most played game on Steam and I haven't played it in years. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. a decade, maybe. I haven't yeah. played it in like a decade and it's still the most played game on Steam. Yep. yep. Or second most, at least. Fond memories. But, you know, things things happen. You move on and... Uh, People try to replicate your success, and they do it well. Some yeah. people do it well, and some others, like Paladins, try to be Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you can never be something that you're not Yeah, I'm just, again, like you said, I'm, I'm just curious. Is it enough to warrant another game, you know? I, I personally don't think so. Yeah. Again, we don't really know how much is in it, and it doesn't seem like it's coming out anytime soon. It's more of just like, hey... Here's a proof of concept. Here's a bunch of stuff we have, but it doesn't seem like it's done yet. Otherwise, they would have announced when it's coming out. Um, so maybe there'll be more in store to warrant a new game. But again, yeah, like you'd have to change a lot. Like a lot of people, when Destiny 2 first came out, a lot of people complained about how it didn't seem like there was enough different from Destiny 1 or there wasn't a lot of content in general. But And I never played Destiny 1, uh, but as far as I can tell... At this point in time, yeah, there is a lot. That's that's like, you know, obviously it's been like three years, but still they've changed a lot with Destiny Two. That I believe it's at this point it's very very different from Destiny One. I feel like Destiny Two is what they were trying to add Destiny One. Like they were trying to add stuff to Destiny One with, but then they're like, you know what? Since we're breaking away, let's just make a sequel and it's gonna be better. And it's gonna have everything the first game did, but all the stuff that we wanted to put onto it. Yeah, and there's a lot of balance changes, and some of the mechanics are different now, and right. like the armor system's very different now. So cool, kind of makes sense. It's it's a sequel now, but yeah, like if they're not drastically changing much about Overwatch, then why make a sequel? I think it's more of a marketing thing, you know, like oh, new game. So now they're just trying to get a lot of people in it. Like I appreciate that they're adding all the PVE stuff because there's some people who don't want to play a PvP game. Mm-hmm. You know, some people who just who might be really interested in Overwatch lore, which they've 
sort of gone into with like uh, comics and the shorts, but now obviously there's it's going to be actual part of the game where they're going to actually show like cutscenes and there's going to be a story mode, etc. So there's some people that might be interested in the characters and the story, but they don't want to play PvP. They're not. It's not really their thing. So it is opening it to a new audience. So that. I think from a marketing perspective, that's probably why they're doing it as a new game, as a two, even though they could have just called it like Overwatch, I don't know, Story World or something. I don't know. Overwatch Global Offensive. They could have made it a like, DLC. Yeah, they could have made know? it some kind of DLC or released it as a game, like a spin off game that didn't cost as much. Yeah. But then I, calling it Overwatch 2 implies like it's a completely. At least from the experience of every other game that's like a sequel, that's a two. It's usually implies right. that it's a completely different game that completely revamps, or not completely, but heavily revamps what the original did. But that doesn't seem to be the case for this. It just sounds like a 1.5. Yeah, yeah. So no. it's like a big update where a bunch of new stuff is added, but you can still play the old stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Well... We'll see. I mean, they there's no release date, so we don't know when it's going to come out, and yeah. they haven't talked about everything about the game yet. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. In other news, Death Stranding got released. Oh, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen gameplay for it. It looks, it looks boring. It doesn't look like it's for me. I, yeah, I get same. that some people enjoy that kind of thing, and it, it seems, and I and I can see that people would enjoy it. Like, it, it seems like something that that is immersive definitely and people who are really big fans of kojima's stuff which unfortunately i'm not i just i haven't played any of the metal gear games i watched a video trying to explain the storyline and boy that is some kingdom hearts shit right there <laughs> like, <laughs> i was like i don't even know i don't even know yeah. if kingdom hearts is this complicated maybe maybe i think it's more complicated <laughs> but, yeah but. probably there's, there's been more kingdom hearts games i think or maybe not i don't know i don't, I don't know. know anymore but yeah like they're both very very confusing where there's people who are pretending to be other people and people who are clones and mm-hmm. like all kinds of crazy stuff going on and i'm yeah. just like Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I can't imagine what Death Stranding's like. <laughs> At its heart, everyone's been saying there's been a polarizing like love and hate for this game. Yeah, uh, there are people. There are people that are saying like both sides equally are saying that oh, it's a Kojima game, which makes sense. The people that yeah. love it are saying oh, it's like you know, it's very deep and convoluted, and some things don't make sense. But that's Kojima. There's people that hate it, saying this is so boring, this is so stupid. I don't get any of it. it this is Kojima. <laughs> you yeah, know, <laughs> having not played it again. It looks like a delivery man simulator. Yeah. Which, again, some people might be really into. Like Euro Truck Simulator, that game is super popular. It's not for me, mm-hmm. but I can get that some people enjoy it. And so I, I understand that some people can enjoy this, but I don't know. Death Stranding doesn't look like it's for me. I might watch like cutscene videos just because I'm curious about what the lore is and the story. Because yeah. it seems like an interesting concept from from the very base understanding that I that I know. It's like... There was some kind of cataclysmic event called the Death Stranding. And now there's like this weird sort of like disruption between the world of the dead and the world of the living. And that sounds really cool to me. Mm-hmm. So I might just watch like cutscenes or playthroughs just to see the storyline. But I don't imagine I'll be playing this game or buying it. Yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. Um, it's from what I've seen. The whole concept is you deliver packages mm-hmm. and then you get to a certain point and then a cutscene plays and then stories added and then you have to deliver more packages. You get to another point, cutscene plays, more lore, go to another point, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's sort of the sense I'm getting because you don't, it doesn't look like you fight anything. No, there's combat. I've seen oh, really? gameplay of combat, but the 
combat is not the focus of the game, so it's very, very basic, and it's like not. If you're playing for combat, it's you're not gonna really get it. Like you, you punch a couple dudes, and you have a gun, and you shoot a couple dudes, and like, it's but it's not like, it's not a focus of the game. It's yeah, like just a side thing that you can do if if it comes to that. Yeah, no, I, that makes sense, and I think that's what Kojima wanted. Like he's known for his sneaky games with a little bit of combat, and yeah, that's yeah. what this is. Um. So on that note, Kojima did an interview with Italian news outlet TGCom24, Mm -hmm. and he had this to say, I must say that the game has received some enthusiastic reviews, above all in Europe and Japan. Here in the US instead, we've had stronger criticisms. Perhaps it's a game that's difficult to understand for a certain type of critic and some of the public. Americans are some of the biggest first-person shooter fans, and Death Stranding isn't that. So he's basically saying... The U.S. only likes action games that where you kill people and are shooters, and you know Europeans are fine and they like it because they can understand it. Because mm-hmm. there are tours like me, and it's like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> I get where he's coming from, but I think it is a really broad statement. You know, like yeah, I, I get like obviously there are some people who I I agree that 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 there's some people who like especially in the U.S. because you know action games is the biggest thing in the U.S. and I. As far as I can tell, Death Stranding isn't... I wouldn't call it an action game. Um, but, like, I do feel like he's overgeneralizing. <laughs> yeah, no, like, not everyone in the U.S. likes shooters, you know? Yeah, like, take take a game like... What's a... Like, any of the Telltale games aren't shooters, but they, they're they pretty popular. Yeah. Or, uh... There, there have been, like walking simulator type games that have done really well like uh what's that one firewatch you heard of that yeah yeah Firewatch. Yeah, gone home or any of those games where yeah. it's very story heavy and you're not really playing for the gameplay you're just playing yeah. for the experience like those have done relatively well i mean they're not big giant blockbusters but i mean there, there's an audience for it in the u.s yeah it's just uh i you know i do think that maybe there was just an ex- expectation because Kojima has made like Metal Gear. Metal Gear is very stealth action kind of game. And maybe that's what people are kind of expecting from this, but it turned out not to be the case. So I get where he's coming from, but I, I think him making that overgeneralized statement seems kind of in poor taste. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree because like not every shooter or not every action game is a shooter too. I mean, you have like, you know, like for honor or Sekiro or dark souls, yeah, uh, where you're a third person shoot, you're you're in a third person type of action game, um, so you can like that. But if you like if you like that, can you like Death Stranding because it's also third person with a little bit of action? You know, like so. I I agree. I think he's just. I I, I think his comment was not very good. Um, yeah. Again, I think it was true. I think it holds true for some people in mm-hmm. especially in the U.S. But I do think it was a very general, a little too general of a statement. I think he's just bitter because people started reviewing him badly. And he's like, he looked at IGN. He's like, damn, five out of 10. What the heck's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I'm probably not going to pick it up, even though I have a PS4. And I, it really doesn't interest me. I've never played a Kojima game. I've only played the demo which of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, which was like, I guess it was a demo. It was called Ground Zeroes, and it's like yeah. a short version. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a small mini game. It's like a taste, you know? Yeah. I played it, and at the very end, you see Kojima rendered, and he's like, hey. And I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. 
It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think but, Death Stranding has some weird stuff in it. Like, uh, what's his name? Conan O'Brien is in it, I he's, think? Yeah, no, like, I thought that was a joke, but it's actually real. Yeah. He's actually in the game. This is Kojima. Kojima makes, like, these really, like, intense, serious games, but then he adds weird shit in it, too. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's the hallmark of Kojima, which is actually true. Like, yeah, even though I'm doing yeah. the voice, like, like that, is, that is true. Yeah, like, Metal Gear seems very self-serious, but I know there's also some weird stuff in it. Yeah, there's, like, some weird funny humor humor stuff yeah. in it on the side it's like okay this is okay um but yeah i feel like that's just part of his trademark and who he is yeah Speaking of shooters, we're moving on to COD Modern Warfare, which mm. is not confusing with the already existing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's just, it's like a remake, right? It's a, it's, it's yeah. not a remaster because they completely changed it's a, a lot of stuff. It's a reboot. I would, yeah, I would call it a reboot. reboot. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you play with Captain Price again and he's like a younger version. He's like a go-getter type instead of the, I'm getting too old for this. You know, now he's just yeah. like, let's go get him. Um, and of course, Captain Price is, if you're a COD fan, you would know Captain Price is one of the characters that has been there from the first game onward he's yeah he's, even the world war, there's a world war ii captain price yeah world war ii captain price and he i don't know if there's like a canon like there's a lineage of captain prices that that's look it. the same yeah that's that's part of it which is i think that's part of it, which is kind of weird uh but there's usually a captain price in almost all the call of duties uh so this one you play with captain price and uh, i forgot what your i don't even know what your name your generic soldier number one yeah and um you know, it kind of follows similarly to the same story as the previous Modern Warfare um, but with a more gritty, realistic take. Um, I know they have, you know, multiplayer, single player, but they also have Spec Ops, which returns, which is like co-op, a co-op mode where you play certain missions. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, people like it. It's COD. That's it. I, yeah, I mean, it's they're just remaking the first game, the first Modern Warfare game, which is like what kicked off cod is like one of the biggest shooters of all time Mm -hmm. you know like call of duty as a world war ii game like it was it was good you know like everyone we we played it yeah but i think when they went to the modern warfare that's when it blew up and then suddenly you had all these new modern shooters that were trying to mimic their success so it's basically it's like halo you know it kind of kicked off a trend in in first person shooters so you know like Props to them if they're as long as they're doing it right and they're not getting too greedy about it, then you know, good for them. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen some people play it, um, the multiplayer particularly, and it looks like COD. It, it seems everything seems like it has weight to it, though. You know, usually in COD, you can run really fast and shoot things, yeah. Um, but this one, you run a little bit a little slower, mm-hmm. and your guns seem like they pack more of a punch, which is cool. But overall, it just looks like COD, feels like COD, and it's COD. And if you like COD, then we'll play it. I think yeah. I'm done with COD, though. I, I played Modern Warfare 2 all the way through, single player and multiplayer mm-hmm. on PC, and I'm like, okay, uh, this is probably where it's going to end for me. And I think I made a good choice because I haven't really played any. Well, we did. I do have Advanced Warfare on PS4, and we played that together. Oh, yeah. That one's That okay. one's more like you got exosuits and your wall run and jetpacks yeah. and stuff. It's a little more... Like actiony. I don't like <laughs> it though. I still don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could sell that game, but I'm probably gonna get three bucks for it. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I think it's, I think Call of Duty is a little too fast paced for me. Yeah. Like that's why I like Destiny because there's a, there's a higher time to kill and it like takes a lot more strategy because you have like special abilities and shields and things like that. Right. But, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's more nuanced. Yeah, it's a little more of my style. Yeah. See Kojima. <laughs> Gotta look, don't generalize, man. You go look at the facts. Uh, okay. So on the next one, we're going to talk about Anthem and you've, yeah, I Anthem, did play right? it. I, um, well, I don't have it anymore. So how it works was I paid for the EA access or oh, origin access. Okay. So I only paid $5 for Anthem. Uh, so I paid five bucks, played it. It was kind of fun in, be- in the beginning. And then I was like, I mean, there was some optimization issues and some loading times and I was like, ah, whatever this is annoying, but it seems like a cool game with an interesting world. But then I just ran out of things to do and I was just like, I kind of don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> what am I, what am I, there's only one setting. There's like a jungle world, and then that's about <laughs> it. Like, there's no other planets that you go to. That's boring. Yeah, it's either you're in a jungle or you're in a cave, and that that that's about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is. I've kind of seen all the locations. I've seen all. Like I've played all of the. Uh, what do you? What, what are they called? Javelins. I played all the javelins. Don't know what that is, but okay. That's what the suits are called. Oh. Uh, and then I was like, I pretty much done everything there is to do in this game so i think i'm done you you speak for a lot of people i think most of the people that have played anthem and yeah. but ea thought differently they're like okay we're gonna save this franchise because bioware is like you know one of our, one of our greatest <sighs> studios yeah and they're like we want to make this a better game and we know bioware can make it a better game and bioware's lead producer chris robinson was like yes we're gonna make it a better game and he became the face of it and he was like this game's going to get better over time. You guys just wait and see. We're going to keep adding stuff to it. It's gonna, It's not going to be this boring game. And it turned out a few days ago, he's leaving. <laughs> After 14 years at Bioware, he's like, you know what? It's time to go. With yeah, all the promise of getting better, he's like, <laughs> hey, guys. It's like Mickey Mouse saying, hey, hey guys, I'm leaving. And he just leaves. It's like, wait a second. He was the face of Disney. Why did, why did he just leave? So yeah. Chris Robinson's leaving. I, it's not a good sign. Exactly. So everyone's assuming, okay, so... What this means is Bioware is probably going to either go down the drain, sadly, even though they have a really good history, <sighs> yeah. or or they're just going to kill Anthem and hope that Bioware can stay afloat with their next project. Because I heard this one was supposed to be their swan song. It was supposed to be either make it or break it. Either either they... I heard, yeah. I heard they're working on a Dragon Age, though. So here's the thing. They... Mass Effect was one of their big... It was probably the most well-known of their franchises. And then they made Andromeda, and then... Well, they basically ended the Mass Effect story with three. But then they were like, oh, we're going to spin it off with Andromeda. And then that failed pretty miserably. Yep. Uh, And then they were like, we're going to make a new IP, Anthem. And then that also failed. And I think they also made... Star Wars games? Like Knights of the Old Republic? Was that Bioware? Yeah, Yeah, but then that's... uh, I don't know if that's where that's going. And the MMO. Uh, So it seems like all their franchises are just kind of dying off. And so now they have Dragon Age. So if they... Honestly, if they don't do well with Dragon Age, which is another one of their big franchises, then... I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Hopefully like, they get know. to finish it because if, yeah. if this is going down the drain, then what are they going to do? You know? Yeah. Like it's like, they seems like with Andromeda and Anthems, something's up. Like they're just not putting as much effort or they're rushing it. I don't know. They can't catch a break. But yeah, like if Dragon Age is the same case, then that's it. What, what else do they have left? They could try another new IP, but look how that worked out with Anthem. So it's like, mm. what, what's left for Bioware? Do you want to be Iron Man in a world where you do nothing? <laughs> yeah. uh sure <laughs> i don't know yeah uh, we'll no see. whatever yeah I, I i've never touched it i don't think i think it's too late for me to touch that game yeah so. if they really want to like the risky move 
but it could work out is to just kill Anthem and then make an Anthem 2 that's bigger and better. But I really don't think they have it. They may not have it in them. I think they're just slowly trying to kill it. So Yeah, because they still have some people playing it. But is that enough to make enough money off of that to keep it going? I don't know. Probably not. Who knows? Well, I, yeah, we'll find out more in the coming months, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so moving on from gaming news, uh, Disney Plus has also been released, mm-hmm. and uh, we're subscribers. We we watched The Mandalorian yesterday, yep. and uh, thoughts so far? No, uh, non-spoiler thoughts? Yeah, we could do non-spoiler thoughts. Uh, it's good, or at least it's intriguing. It's only been one episode, so it's, <laughs> yeah. I can't say for sure that the yeah. whole series is going to be good, but it's intriguing, uh, and uh, I believe we talked about this, but it's like... It's one of those things where you can watch it and you don't need to know that much about Star Wars. You can just be like, oh, this is kind of an interesting story. And you can kind of pick up what's going on. Like they kind of explain that there's bounty hunters and this is how the bounty hunting system works. And there's some kind of bounty hunting guild or like a bail bonds guild or something like that. The robot says something about a bonds guild and then some regulations or whatever. But it's one of those things where like, you can kind of just watch it and you can figure out what's going on, but you don't need to know, oh, this character is that and this character is that, because they all, they're all new characters, as far as I can tell. Uh, so, yeah, you don't really know, need to know that much about Star Wars. You don't need to have seen all the Star Wars movies to even get into this. It would help. Like, you can be like, oh, well, I understand, um, like, what kind of creatures those are, or, you, you know, you might, you can catch references if you're familiar with the Star Wars world, and, like, car- you'll see the Carbonite and all that. Uh, but again, like I said, you don't need to know that much about Star Wars to get into this, as far as I can tell. Yeah, no, that's a great way of introducing it, because uh, I think they do a really good job of setting it up. Yeah. And there's some iconic things within the Star Wars franchise that everyone knows, like Stormtroopers. Everyone knows what they look like, everyone knows what color they are, and everyone yeah. knows the name. If you say yeah. Stormtrooper, everyone's like, oh yeah, the white guys with the helmets. They get shot all the time and have bad Yeah, name. Yeah, and not everyone may know what a Mandalorian even is. But you can pretty much tell from context, like, from the first episode. Like, people keep calling him a Mandalorian. And, oh, I've heard about the Mandalorians. And, you know, like, I've heard the stories about the Mandalorians. So you can you get the gist of, like, oh, it's it's uh, some kind of race of people or some kind of uh, type of... Yeah, like, uh, it's from the lore, they are basically people from the planet Mandalore. Yeah. But, again, from the context of the show, you can at least tell that, oh, there's these kinds of people called the Mandalorians and... They're well. They're like legendary people, and that's pretty much all you need to know for the for the purpose of the show, at least. And if you're familiar with Star Wars, like you've seen the movies, or and you're not a huge fan of it, but you've at least you understand the characters, and you're wondering why does this guy look like Boba Fett or Jango Fett? That's because they're from the same planet. Well, technically, so what I've heard is that Jango Fett actually isn't a Mandalorian. That oh. he stole the armor. At least that's the new canon. I believe in the old canon, he was a Mandalorian. Oh. But ba- for, I saw a clip from, I think it was either Clone Wars or Rebels, where um, someone from Mandalore tells uh, tells another character, like, oh, no, Jango Fett is just a bounty hunter, and he stole that armor. Or, like, he, I don't know where he got that armor from. So it's implied that maybe Jango Fett isn't a Mandalorian and hmm. he just stole Mandalorian armor, which basically means that Boba Fett is also not a Mandalorian because oh. Boba Fett is a clone of Jango. So I guess they're not, but maybe they really are. I don't know. It's That's not really clear. But yeah, so the Mandalorian does not refer to Boba or Jango because I guess they're not Mandalorians. Huh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that that was the new canon. Yeah, apparently that's the oh. canon. But so it's not so a lot. There, you, there was supposed to be a Boba Fett movie, 
But as far as we know right now, Boba Fett is still dead. They haven't... In the old canon, in the Legends, he came out of the Sarlacc pit and he's still alive and he's doing stuff. Uh, but I, after Disney bought it and rebooted it or like cut off all the expanded lore, as far as we know, Boba Fett's still dead. Um, mm-hmm. But they released a Boba Fett comic not too long ago, which mm-hmm. was like about him as about him young being younger and Django raising him. And then there was also, they talked about the bounty hunter guild and all that. So it's kind of weird that they would release a Boba Fett comic and also have announced the Boba Fett movie and he's still dead. So I feel like they'll probably bring Boba Fett back at some point. I don't know if they'll do it in the Mandalorian show that I don't know how I'd feel about that, Mm. but maybe it'd be cool, but let's be real. Why is Boba Fett cool? He looks cool. He sounds (laughs) cool. But what does he really do? Nothing. <laughs> nothing in the movies. <laughs> at least yeah. in the movies, he does nothing. Yeah, and they made action figures about him, and people fawned it, over him. Yeah, his backpack got hit, and he fell into a pit and died. That's basically the only action he saw. I think he shot once at Luke in Cloud City. Yes. But that's it. Like he, he doesn't do anything. It's true. No. But he looks cool. It's very true. But now there's a show about an actual badass guy who also wears the same armor who looks cool. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think they're going to show the full extent of what the people that wear the armor can do. Yeah, I think they're trying to be like, oh, this is the this is the real Boba Fett. This is the real guy who's who's basically what what you thought about Boba Fett. It's this guy, mm, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah, if you think about it, Boba never had any formal training. Yeah, I <laughs> because, guess because dad, dad sort of trained him because yeah. like, he knew how to pilot the ship when he was having that fight with Obi-Wan. Yeah. So his dad sort of trained him, but then his dad died when he was a kid. And, yep. uh, and I guess he wanted to get revenge on Mace Windu, but then Mace Windu died anyway. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I'm sure in the expanded lore, they have some story about what happened. No, he's in Clone Wars, I think. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched it. I have no but, idea. I think they show him in Clone Wars and kind of expand on what what happened to him. But yeah, like, I don't know. Boba Fett, uh, he's, he's, he's kind of not that much of a character. No, yeah. So, uh, get him, Dad, get him. Fire. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that's them. I, that's my concern with the Mandalorian is I hope they don't try to shoehorn in too much mm. of like, hey, remember this? Remember this from the Star Wars movies? And it's like, oh, remember this character? Like, I, I like the subtle nods. Like, oh, I recognize, oh, those are Jawas. Oh, that's Tatooine. Mm. Like, I get that because, you know, it makes sense. And, of course, obviously major, major events from the main series are going to affect the show. Like, this takes place after the Empire fell in uh, Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. So, obviously, they're going to reference that. That's going to be a big plot point of the fact that the Empire is gone. And, you know, like, the overarching stuff, you know, it makes sense that that's going to affect the Mandalorian show. But you don't need to put in, like... Oh look, it's Boba Fett, or oh look, it's uh, who was another character? Like, oh look, it's Lando Calrissian, or something like that. Like, I hope they don't like shoehorn in all these other characters, like, cause it's a big galaxy, like it's a huge galaxy, and I want to see yeah. more of the the side, you know, the outer outer rim stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the, the underworld stuff. Not the hey, look, here's a Jedi. Like, every other Star Wars thing has a Jedi in it. Can we have something uh, like like even Rogue One had technically has Darth Vader, a Sith in it. Can we have something that doesn't have a Sith or Jedi in it, but just still takes place in the Star Wars world? I think this is That's it. That's what I want from this. Yeah, yeah. That, exactly. Me too. Like, I don't know. There there are some things that definitely allude to, as you said, other stuff that you can recognize. Yeah. And the the ending of this episode definitely makes you want more. And definitely yeah. there's like there's like it a lot of questions. questions. A yeah. lot of questions. And I think that's awesome. Um, so my overall question for you is, does this feel like Star Wars to you? 
Yeah, it feels like 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 again. I don't think that Star Wars has to be lightsabers. Like I like that part of Star Wars. Yeah, but I don't. I want to see stuff other than that. Yeah, you know. Me too. Like it's like saying if if every Game of Thrones episode had to have a dragon in it. You know, that part's cool, but I want to see stuff other than the dragons, you know, and uh, thankfully Game of Thrones does cover a lot of different ground. But yeah, like for Star Wars, I've seen all the Jedi. I've seen all the Sith stuff. Show me something else. You know, show me the bounty hunting side because you've introduced that in this series and I want to see that part, you know. And so, yeah, it, it does feel like Star Wars to me. It just feels like the part that doesn't include the Jedi and I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's that's a good point. Um so yeah, I mean, of course, everyone knows that the Jedi are some of the things that the whole Star Wars movies have been based around, and definitely the Skywalker saga is all about that. Yeah. But I like that we're branching off away from that, and we're going to things that we'd like to see because I'm tired of seeing like Tatooine or Jakku or Hoth. You know, I'm I'm tired of seeing all the same planets. I want to go somewhere new. I want to see something and someone new doing different things. Yeah, yeah, and and I get that if they go to, it, it still makes sense if they go to same some of the. Uh, other planets like the notable planets because you know if those are big uh popular locations in the world of star or the universe of star wars it makes yeah. sense that the characters like he does go to tatooine I'm, at least i'm pretty sure it's tatooine because there's jawas and i don't know if jawas exist anywhere else um, but it makes sense because that's like where the criminal underworld is and you know it's a it's a very big popular planet on the outer rim um and i think it would be cool to see some other planets him returning to other planets but seeing other parts of it mm-hmm. because one thing about star wars is like you know, obviously Earth has many different biomes. Like you have like a snow area and the desert and the forest and the ocean. But in Star Wars universe, it's like you have one planet and it's just one thing. Like this <laughs> this whole planet, it's just forest. This whole planet is just water. Yeah. So it would be kind of cool if they went to another one of the same planets, but it was like, oh, here's another part of it that you've never seen before. I think that would be interesting. Or I hope they do that, but I don't yeah. know. Um, also, I think it would be cool if they go to Coruscant. Because we have not seen Coruscant since the prequels. So I'm like, is it still there? Like, it, it has to be, right? It's like, still there. Um, it was ruled by the Empire. It had to have been, like, an imperial uh, an imperial planet. But, like, what happened to it after after the fall of the Empire? I'm kind of curious about all that. We so, did see it briefly in Rogue One, like, for, like, a hot second. Yeah, when they show, like, Jin's the fast, childhood. The flashback, yeah. yeah. Shows um, her, like, she lived on Coruscant, so... I and I imagine there's a big criminal underworld on Coruscant. Yeah. So I kind of want them to go back to it because they just haven't shown it. Yeah. So part of the official canon is that um, when the New Republic, after they defeated the Empire, when it was formed, uh, Mon Mothma, she she's like one of the heads of the New Republic. Yeah. So one of the people that created it. She or uh, the Rebel Alliance, and then now the New Republic. She she moved. She made a pit a push to move the the, the headquarters. Not not the Senate, like the headquarters from Coruscant to a new planet, which which is the one that gets blown up. In yeah, spoilers, it gets blown up in Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, so that's the the capital planet of the New Republic, and it gets destroyed. So, yeah, so Coruscant, Coruscant still, still exists. Yeah, so it's still what, fun. What's going on? I want to see more Coruscant. It's probably still know? city with you know. Yeah, stuff. it's got that whole cyberpunk look. You know, it's a big. It's a again, each planet is one thing, and Coruscant <laughs> is a city. <laughs> yep. Each planet is just one biome, which but, is so cool, but still. <laughs> but still, it's like there's not a lot of variety. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I kind of want them to go back there, and I just want to see what. What's going on in Coruscant? What's the yeah. what's the news? What's, what's the, the update? Haps? What's yeah. uh what's what's Dex up to? Because again, <laughs> it, it was probably 
like if not i assume it would have been the capital of the empire i don't know that part it of the was war. yeah yeah so what happened when the empire fell was there some kind of was there a civil war between the loyalists and the people who supported the rebels like is there like a war-torn part of coruscant like there's so much they could do with it and i kind of want to see that remember so. they were celebrating and they pulled down the statue yeah yeah but i imagine <laughs> there were some people who were like well I'm wearing this uh, imperial badge. Oh, yeah. I should probably get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah, take this, off my arm. There had band. to be some loyalists who were like, I kind of liked liked my cushy life in the in the empire. So right, right. There's, I imagine there was some conflict on Coruscant. So I'm kind of curious to see some of that. No, absolutely, and 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 also sounds like from the Mandalorian that the economy fell because the whole get all the the, the planets that were under the Galactic Senate were um, using imp- imperial, imperial credits. credits. Yeah. yeah, and so and and the Mandalorian dude himself says like these are like worthless yeah right? like like so. yeah so i wonder what yeah like is there a universal currency now because the other guy he pays him in uh calamari calamari currency i think i forgot what it was called it was like, like calamari slimy. i don't know i forget the name <laughs> chips <laughs> <laughs> they look like little playing chips yeah, yeah. fish and chips yeah <laughs> and then and then the other guy gives him like a some kind of metal bar that the Beskar, I think he called yes, it. Yes, Beskar but Steel. Yeah, it seems to be based, again, on the context. Again, you don't need to know anything about the lore, but based on the context of what they're talking about, it appears to be something that comes from Mandalore. That's like something like, like um, some kind of Mandalorian metal, or it's used to make Mandalorian metal, and he's giving it back to him, but it's supposed to be very valuable. But it has like a stamp uh, of the Imperial symbol on it. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess this is kind of spoiler, but it's not a huge spoiler. He literally just gives them a piece of metal as payment, and like, yeah. it's not a huge deal. It's the equivalent of Nazi gold. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> basically what basically on the, on the context on the lore, it seems like it was stolen from Mandalore. Yes, yes. So it's it's basically Nazi gold because the Empire is basically Nazis. Yeah, let's and, put it that and way. it's coming given to him by a German guy. Even <laughs> worse. Yeah, like well, an old German guy. Before we go into that, I just want to say the the cast is pretty stacked for this, which is awesome because I think they needed it. Um, so the Mandalorian, the main character, we don't know his name is just it's just called the mandalorian at this point is played by pedro pascal who everyone Game knows yeah what's his what's his character's name again uh, oberin martell there you go he the got viper. his eyes gouged out yeah spoiler <laughs> alert for game of thrones <laughs> whatever uh, if you haven't watched it by now you probably don't care show sucks anyways yeah. uh and so it stars pedro pascal and it stars taika waititi as ig ig 11 who is a like bounty hunter droid uh-huh. and i guess his droid models are all bounty hunters i assume they would all sound the same so technically i guess you could play more of those characters right unless yeah whatever unless they change the voice box or some other yeah well because he's thing. based on ig88 who was in uh return no empire strikes back who also did nothing but but ig88 doesn't say anything so as far yes. as we know they all sound like taika waititi <laughs> let's put it that way yeah, yeah now he's the official voice yeah disney loves taika waititi <laughs> yeah but but he's good in this yeah he's getting yeah, very we'll good we'll talk a little bit more about that in spoilers yeah um and then um uh we have carl weathers as like the guild dude who gives stuff out carga i think grief that's a weird name uh, yeah, what, name. they all have weird names but he yeah. like gives assignments name, yeah. he's like a guild member that like gives assignments to i think he's like a guild head or something yeah again based on context it seems like there's a bounty hunting guild or a bonds guild based yeah. on what ig11 says and then oh, there's all these people who escape bonds. so as far as i can tell bounty hunting in general is a legal business it's like mm-hmm. like it is in real life like there's actual people who are bounty hunters who look for people who escape paying their bonds or paying their bail uh, and then, like, people who, uh, you know, criminals that escape uh, and can't be found by the authorities, 
you basically hire these bounty hunters who go out and find them again just like real life um, but i assume there's also like an illegal underworld of bounty hunting too which seems to be what uh it's our implied. main character yeah. gets into yeah um and so and then in the first episode we get a glimpse of, of Werner herzog yeah, um, who's in the trailer who yeah he's in the trailer everyone knows that and now look we see him in the first episode and he doesn't lose the accent he's very Werner herzog which is awesome and yeah. of course you know as jordan mentioned earlier he's the one that gives the best car steal yeah, should we just get into spoilers should we just talk about <laughs> i feel like you know if if you haven't seen it watch it it's good if you like star wars you'll like it if you're not really into star wars you can watch it without knowing too much about star wars you just may have to you know look up certain well, you don't have to look up certain information yeah. but you may feel compelled to look up certain inf- information to get a better understanding of the world yeah um, but yeah it's a it just seems like a standalone story that you can watch without knowing much about star wars you can just understand certain things from context um but yeah like if you haven't seen it yet definitely watch it yeah so yeah all right we're gonna talk about spoilers in five four three two one okay go all right, Yoda, little Yoda creature at the end. I that's hope that's cool. not a Yoda clone. <laughs> that's a Yoda clone. That's some bullshit. No, like it's, shoehorning. It can't be some, Yoda clone. Some like I don't know. Like it's definitely the same species. Yeah. Like no doubt. Like that is definitely the same species as Yoda. Um, but like we were talking about this earlier today. Uh, Yoda's species. There's not much. There's no name. There's mm-hmm. no name for Yoda's species. And it's just referred to as Yoda species. Like yeah. I looked it up on Wikipedia, <laughs> yes. and it's just called Yoda species. And there's a few known uh, individuals who have been that species other than Yoda, but and all of them have been, as or most of them at least, the named ones are force sensitive. Like Yoda is very powerful force user, and there was Yaggle, the female, mm-hmm. a female version of his species or female uh, individual of his species who was also on the Jedi Council. So it seems like this species, how as mysterious as it is, tends to produce some powerful Jedi. So I suspect, or we suspect, that this baby may be Force-sensitive, and that's why the Empire or this fringe of the Empire wants it. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. No, I. I it seems like this species is, like, the most Force-sensitive species as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point earlier, I really don't think this is a Yoda clone. It, it can't be. There's no way. That would, that yeah, because it's supposed to be 50 years one. old, and yeah, that would have to mean that they cloned Yoda way before Attack of the Clones, so it doesn't add up time-wise. Yeah, 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 so... Maybe it's Yoda's baby. He had an affair, and this is baby. Him and Yaggle. Yeah, <laughs> it's called. Because uh, you know, Jedi are not supposed to. Yeah, I know. But, but you know, if two, I, I hope it's not Yoda's baby either. I hope it has two, no connection to Yoda two, other than being the same race. Two Jedi's making love is a negative, but makes a positive, which is the baby. <laughs> Yoda's baby is either. Yeah. I mean, anything about it, if he's related to Yoda, that's kind of racist. I know, think? right? You're like, hey. It's probably it. So yeah. I that assume guy's the same as like that guy's the same color as Yoda. So you all know each other, right? Y'all, Racial y'all are profiling. related to each other, right? <laughs> yeah, you so know him. Kind of, it kind of <laughs> racist if they make him related to Yoda or yeah. Yoda or something like. Just, yeah. Just make it the same character but the same yeah. species. Like I appreciate that it's the same species because I want to know more about Yoda's species. So yeah. I, I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, just don't make it related to Yoda, please. <laughs> well, the name has to be a Y, so it's either Yodo or Yoda two. <laughs> <laughs> It's YOLO. <laughs> no, no. This is baby YOLO. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, there's a baby Yoda at the very end, and then um, the Mandalorian kills IG-11 to protect the baby yeah. because he was an orphan, and he wants to protect orphans. Which means that IG-11 character is gone. But again, no, he's like, coming back. <laughs> but like we said, like 
there's more of those droids. Like, and uh, he's also a droid. They could just fix him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I imagine he, either AG-11 will come back or some other IG droid will take his place as yeah. a character. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, no, it was a that was a cool ending. Um, Werner Herzog is definitely a scientist for the former Empire with his little assistant buddy, and they're probably gonna make some. So they want the baby because they yeah, want to experiment. Yeah, because you it. referred to his assistant as doctor. Yeah. So they're they're definitely scientists, and yeah. they want the baby alive. Especially the assistant guy was like very persistent about having the baby alive. He's like that's not what we agreed upon. Yeah. So <laughs> and then Werner Herzog has this, like when he's leaving, when uh the Mandalorian doesn't have a name yet. Like I mm-hmm. looked at, I put it on the subtitles, and when his name when he's talking, it just says the Mandalorian. So. I don't know if they'll re- mm. give him a name, if they'll reveal his name at yeah. all. Um, but yeah, like, so he, when the Mandalorian's leaving, he's like, oh, Beskar is back in the hands of a Mandalorian. Don't, like, it's good when thing like, order is restored. Don't yeah, you yeah. Something along those lines. So obviously he's implying that, oh, isn't it, shouldn't the Empire be restored? Blah, blah. Right. So seems yeah. like their plan is th- this Yoda baby has something to do with that. So again, yep. I think that it has something to do with him being force sensitive and that having some connection to like uh, some kind of backup plan made by the Empire or the Emperor. We'll see. Yeah. Again, I feel like that doesn't tie too closely to the original series. I think that makes sense story wise that the Empire will, f- like, in actual history, when the Nazis were losing World War II, they got really desperate and they tried all kinds of crazy things and experiments and all that. So I imagine it's kind of like that mm-hmm. where. You, they're, the Empire is basically lost, but they're going to try some de- whatever desperate efforts they have to try to put things back together. And that may include getting some kind of Force-sensitive baby and, like, draining his midichlorians or something. I don't know. Yeah, anything. Honestly, anything. <laughs> or it could be completely wrong. Who knows? We, we have no idea. But I like where it's going so far. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's intriguing. It's interesting. Uh, definitely... A lot of little things that they added in, and some of them were callbacks, like the whole life day thing that the dude is talking about was really oh, yeah, funny. Yeah, and the blurgs. And the blurgs, the blurgs. yeah. We so. were like, what are these creatures? They look familiar. And we're like, huh, where have we seen like, this before? I've seen this before. Like, is this in the lore? And so we could probably could have just Googled it. Um, but we have an old book that's like on the wildlife of Star Wars. Yep. And it's this is from like. Uh, 1999 or well, something. It, it's it has it has uh, Phantom Menace stuff in it, I think. Yeah. Too, I think. Oh, so, uh, let's say 2001. Yeah, so I think it's from at least came out after Phantom Menace. So yeah, Phantom Menace was 99, and then um, Clone Wars was 2002. So this has to be like between the yeah that yeah. Time so period. so it has it shows all the different creatures you've seen in the series, including uh, like Rancors, one of the most popular ones, and like Tauntauns and Wampas and all that. My favorite section is the section on like extinct creatures of Alderaan. I was like, oh man, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so crazy. They, they do include new creatures that probably haven't been seen in any of the media yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Blurgs are one of them. Yeah, and surprisingly. I like, yeah, I was like, oh, well, they actually took something from the lore and put it into the into the show and i was so, like oh, i appreciate that i wonder how much of the book is lore like obviously some of it has to be not lore anymore i actually didn't look if that walrus creature was in the book either i don't remember but yeah. you could look and tell me <laughs> yeah so i don't know that's cool but yeah it was a really cool little shout out thing that we we definitely had some faint memory of that we got to experience again like oh crap they're they're they actually used it yeah which and, is cool yeah and then you know like they had uh that one or a species that one dude who's like the same species remember on in the first movie on Tatooine there was that one he was like a spy or he's like an informant for the empire and he makes that weird noise with the weird trunk yeah with the trunk the goggles and the trunk they had one of those guys and he was like a 
like a taxi. He, he hails taxis. He, he, calls, like a, he calls you Uber. Yeah, he calls you an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically his only part. He like blows yeah. a flute, like, and then yeah. um, your your ride comes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. But like, it's kind of cool that they use species that you've seen before so they don't have to keep constantly inventing new ones. Yeah. But again, it's a big galaxy, so you'd expect to run into the same species here and there. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I appreciate that they reuse some of the characters' designs. A little detail that we get to find out from the Mandalorian is that he doesn't trust droids. So yeah, and we don't know why. I yet. imagine there's some kind of history behind that. We'll I'm find curious. out. Yeah. yeah, but you know, there's always like you always give your character some kind of prejudice, and they have to get over it with when they meet another character. They they're forced to work with another character. Yeah. So and then you know he meets Carl Weathers and he gives him Mon Calamari. Um, Schleem? What is that called? <laughs> Something. He gives him I some, don't remember some what currency. He it, but yeah, he had, he had a weird name. And yeah, it was like. Oh, Flan. Flan. Mon Calamari Flan. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You can make a landing. Flim Flam. Yeah, there you go. It, it, it looked like like board game pieces. <laughs> yeah, it looked like candy. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah. It was like kind of bluish. Yeah, it's like, it's, uh, it looked like some kind of some, something you suck on. <laughs> but he was like, uh, I can only give you Mon Calamari Flan. But only half. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he just I takes the it. rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but then, yeah, then we he takes he tells him to go to Werner Herzog. We see Werner Herzog. And then we see, like, a bunch of dusty old stormtroopers, which were really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, and then there's the... Oh, they make... The, the best car that he gives them... Uh, one of the... Ma- it seems like there's an underground Mandalorian community on Tatooine. Because mm-hmm. he goes down there and you see a ton of Mandalorians. And they're all wearing helmets. Because uh, there's another character in the beginning who makes a comment about, like, oh, do you really never take off those helmets? Mm. And it seems like they don't because they're all just chilling down there in private and they're all still wearing it. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're all wearing helmets in this underground. You see some kids, too. So it's definitely like some kind of community. You know, it's not like, oh, it's only where the bounty hunters hang out. Like, there's definitely like a whole Mandalorian community down there. Wait, were the kids wearing helmets? I forget. They're wearing hats, but you don't oh. see their faces because they're running away from the camera. Oh. So, like... They, it'd be kind of funny if they were all wearing little Mandalorian <laughs> yeah. helmets. <laughs> You're like, what the uh, heck? They were, I saw them wearing hats, but I don't know if they covered their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then he, there's like this woman that he Blacksmith. goes to, and she's wearing like this Viking-style Mandalorian outfit, and that was yeah. kind of cool. And then he gives her the Beskar, and then she makes armor out of it, and she's like, oh, a pauldron's in order. So it seems like they earn different parts of their armor over time. Yeah, by doing different tasks or yeah, something. Yeah, she said something about, oh, has your signet been revealed? I don't know what that means, but I assume it'll come up in the story at some Did point. Did you show your wiener to anyone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have your balls dropped yet? Yeah. Like, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a shoulder piece. Yeah. So, and then something about foundlings. You're like, oh, there's many excess. This will sponsor many foundlings. I was like, I don't know what that means. But yeah, I, she was just I saying assumed, words. <laughs> yeah, they were just spewing exposition. But I appreciate that they don't go too far out of their way yeah. to explain everything. I like that. It's, again, it's kind of like a Game of Thrones approach where they kind of say a lot of things and you see like a lot of things and then, but they don't really explain it until later. Like you slowly learn about it over time. I feel like, I feel like that's more immersive. I hate when characters explain things to another character who should already know what that is. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this will sponsor so many foundings. I was a founding once. When I was a founding, this is exactly what a founding is. Yep. It's just like, I kind of just, I'm fine with just learning it over time, but I hope they do expand on what that means. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then he goes to uh, Warner Her- Oh, no, wait. Yeah. Yo, he then- has like some PTSD flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Of like people dying. I guess there was a purge on his planet. Yeah, from the like empire was like, like a little boy, and he gets locked yeah. in a cupboard by his mom. I assume. And the, I'm, I'm assuming the empire was just killing all Mandalorians because they didn't want you know their species to like 
go on a like yeah. raid against so them the, or something. Yeah, so the lore is the Mandalorians are like a warrior people, like Spartans. So they're a warrior people and they there was like a certain area that they controlled. They had like a Mandalorian Empire. And then when they started getting closer to the center of the galaxy, that's when they ran into the Jedi. And so the Jedi and the Mandalorians were like arch enemies for a long time, but then the Jedi basically wiped out most of the Mandalorians. Um, and so Mandalore, their home planet, is basically like, um, it's basically like a desert. Like it's it's other Dang. than certain cities, certain cities. Like there's like a biodome around it, but otherwise, they're the rest of their planet's in, uninhabitable because of their war with the Jedi. So I don't know if this purge, it, I, it's too early in the history for for the purge to be a reference to the Jedi. So if what we saw was this kind of purge then it was probably the Empire, because the Empire most definitely would see the Mandalorians as a threat, just mm-hmm. like the way the Jedi saw them as a threat. Yeah. So I'm curious about that, because then that would mean he has some kind of, I would assume, some kind of prejudice towards the Empire, which makes it curious why he's accepting a bounty from someone who's associated with the Empire, but maybe maybe he's just really needs the money or he's really curious about it. Yeah. No. That's, that's basically it. Yeah. In the trailer, there's a part where he's fighting stormtroopers so that's probably gonna come up at some point yeah he's probably gonna well i mean at this point he's probably gonna betray the empire because he stole he's gonna take the baby you know yeah yeah he already betrayed the the, the bounty hunter guild because the ig robot wanted to kill the baby yeah which is weird because it seems like yeah so it seems like there was an official bounty on the baby but then he also took like a secret bounty on the baby yeah and so that's why they were both there at the same time so after he gets the armor, he goes to another planet. He meets Nick Nolte, who's like a little character, and he's writing like the Blurgs. Yeah. And he gets to train. He, he trains a Blurg. He goes to this like, like I guess old little village. And then in the village, it's like run by bandits, and they're protecting something. And then um, he sees IG Eleven. IG Eleven goes there and starts blasting dudes. And then he jumps in, and then more guys come out of everywhere, which is insane because there was like at least a hundred guys that yeah. came out after IG Eleven. It was like a IG-11. video game. They're just yeah. respawning. <laughs> yeah, it was like a scene out of Battlefront Two. It was weird. Yeah, um, and so then so many dudes. Yeah, and then they kill. They kill everyone. They go inside, and then they, the they, they don't know what they're looking for. And then IG Eleven's like, I detect life source, and they go inside, and then they find the cage, and they see the little baby, and then it's a Yoda. It re- it's revealed, as we said before, like to be a little Yoda baby. Uh, and then IG-11 wants to kill him, and then Mandalorian is like, no, and he kills IG-11, allegedly, and then he takes the, he po- points his finger out to the baby, and the baby reaches out, and the episode ends, and now I want more, because that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, and it, it makes the character likable, because you know you know that he has morals, and yeah. things like that. But yeah, I just definitely want to learn more about what's going on. Yeah, me too. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, can't wait till next Wednesday. Yeah. Um so they're Disney Plus is releasing episodes one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, which is unlike what Netflix does, which is they just dump everything on you. Yeah, but Disney is a more traditional company and also it's a new streaming service. I guess if they imagine if they released it all at once, then people would just pay for the one month and then they'd be they would unsubscribe because they're like, Oh, I well, I saw all of the Mandalorian, so I'm done. So I think that this is I I understand why they're doing this from a business perspective. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, but and they do make it unique, but at the same time, like it's just becoming TV again. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, other than that, I'm just waiting on the Marvel stuff, I guess, 
because I'm very interested in that. Mm-hmm. But other than The Mandalorian, I don't know what else I'm going to watch on. I might watch Endgame again because I was like, oh, it's on there. I might as well watch it. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe the uh, Jeff Goldblum show. I started that. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's just, other than that, I don't know. I'm not really interested in watching live action Lady and the Tramp. So I have, I'm not going to touch that. That's and there's like garbage. a bunch of other stuff. But again, it's Disney, so it's a lot of kids stuff. So eh, it's not nostalgic. Really, not really for me. But it's what like it's only seven bucks a month, and we're sharing it, so we're paying even less. So yeah, it's true. Like I don't, I don't know. It's like I'll I'll stick it through to watch Mandalorian and some of the Marvel stuff when that comes out. And the Obi Wan thing. Oh yeah, they're making that into a series, right? Mm-hmm. Disney yeah, I'm Plus. Definitely curious about that too. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add on the Mandalorian before we close uh, out? No, I feel like we've talked it over pretty well. Yeah. No, I can't wait for episode two. All right, everyone. Uh, if you'd like to send us a question, comment, make sure you go to www.downtime.live. Click on the contact form, fill it out, and we can read it on the podcast. If you want to send us an email the old-fashioned way, contact us at contact at downtime.live, and you can send us an email that way with your question or comment. You can comment on uh, YouTube or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast to uh, leave us a comment there, to, and we can read it on the podcast. You can also leave us a review on Apple podcast slash itunes and we'll also read that on the podcast um and uh yeah that's that's about it jordan thanks for joining me again on this episode um you've been listening to the 124th episode of downtime podcast have a good night night